0: Welcome to the Kevin and Phillip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Phillip. Phillip and I would like to say thank you to our sponsors. Thrivent Financial helps us members be wise with money by offering guidance on sharing, saving, and spending. Thrivent, a non-for-profit membership organization that serves Christians, has helped us members protect their families and make wise money decisions for more than 100 years. If you're looking for some financial advice, especially in times like this, give Rustin Leonard a call at 785 or you can visit our Facebook page and follow the link we posted there to get in touch with Rustin. I also want to mention our other sponsor for this podcast project, Long MacArthur Ford in Salina, the easy way to buy a car. Go check them out at wwwlong macarthurcom or you can go to our Facebook page to find their website. If you're in the market for a car, but you don't want to risk going to a lot right now with these crazy times, they have a great internet department that would be happy to assist you. Welcome to episode number 14. We we talked last week that... uh, we didn't think we'd get to 13. Well,
1: we thought we'd max out at about 10, and they'd say, turn it off.
0: We, we are just getting started, though. We yeah, finally got sponsors yeah. now, and, and things are just rolling. So we're going to be going doing this for a while.
1: Now it's kind of like Kevin said, every uh, every two weeks, it's a therapeutic
0: time for us to sit together and visit. It is. It's like therapy to me anymore, absolutely. So still no coronavirus for you? Still none, and the the one person that I knew that
1: had it, it finally is made it home uh, Monday, is at home, still sick, uh, still feels sick, and, uh, but at least he's home and out of the hospital and got to see his family. Because like I told you last week, the horrible thing about it was he, uh, he sat in the hospital by himself for two weeks. Didn't yeah, see couldn't anybody, have visitors. Was, yep.
0: no, no visitors or anything. So that, that's a miserable two weeks. Well, the scary thing that I was reading this week on it is that uh, right now they're saying that 50 to 80 times as many people have or that were infected in the county than what they're actually seeing in each county like that's just crazy that that many people have been infected and either not really had any symptoms but carried it and could could affect someone else or had those symptoms earlier you know december january february and they just never knew about it just treated it as a flu or a cold and, and went on
1: And I I think that's what happened. We've talked a couple times. We feel like people had it back in November and December and January that we just didn't have a name for it at the time. And we probably sat around tables with some of them. So hopefully I'm immune to it. I've sat around the table (laughs) with a few of those guys. I did notice that uh, in Oklahoma, the the governor came out today and said, gradually, they're going to start rolling back out this week, things like the haircutters, uh, the gyms will open back up. Of course, they still have to go by policies, but there's so many people needing haircuts that –
0: my hair is longer right yeah. now than it has been in since I was in high school, at least I'm sure. So,
1: well, he th- they said still have to make appointments. Um, one of Lisa's friends in Edmond said she would open up on Tuesday by appointment only. Start calling at nine o'clock, and I said she'll be busy.
0: She was starting at nine. O'clock, oh yeah, she'll be busy. Yeah, they're going to be working long hours, and then to get I don't know. Up.
1: I don't know what other type of businesses that would include, but haircutters are they've been hurting. I feel sorry for those. I people. didn't
0: realize how essential they were. Yeah. <laughs> So I got to tell you the story real quick. I was in Dillon's last weekend, and, and walking from my car into the, the actual produce section of Dillon's, I probably passed six or so signs letting me know that I need to practice social distancing, stay six feet away. Right. I mean, you can't miss them. So I'm literally on my first stop. I got to get limes for my beer, and I'm, I'm grabbing some limes. I'm putting them in the plastic sack, and I'm coming, stand standing up, my, my right arm's reaching up there to get limes. And all of a sudden, this head pops out from underneath my arm. And I turn around and look down to see what the heck that is. It's one of those click list shoppers. She apparently didn't want to wait for me to get my six limes. And she literally stuck her head underneath my arm in my <laughs> armpit and reached in front of me to get to the limes to get said, a couple of limes. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yeah, I, I, guess, did? <laughs> I guess they didn't do much training on the social distancing oh. before they turned those girls loose with their carts. She had a lot of people to pick up for. So she's in a hurry. She's yep. in the damn way. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a little housekeeping. Uh, we do have a guest here with us. We're going to introduce here in just a second, but we do have some housekeeping to take care of. So we had a little contest on our website or on our Facebook page, I guess I should say. Yep. And uh, I think we ended up with about 15 or 16 different entries, people sharing our podcast and, and showing us that they subscribed. So I have a random number generator. I have all those people listed from from one to well, it's 16. I'm looking at it right now. And I'm going to hit this random number generator. It's going to come up with a number, and whoever's name is on that line is going to be the winner of our wine basket. Go. Number three. You have got to be kidding me. Who is it? (laughs) Katie Jones. All right, Katie. (laughs) I know she likes wine, so. That's good. So uh, I'm not going to put that on her Facebook page. I'm gonna she she's got to listen to it. I'm gonna tell everybody if you want to find out who won, you got to listen to the podcast. I know she's sitting with bated breath, waiting for the next podcast yeah, she, to come yeah, out. She probably she can't is. wait to hear it. So well, we will, Katie. We'll get that to you as soon as this social distancing stuff is over, and I can make it to Long Mac to get that basket from Ashley. I'll get that to you. So we need to introduce our guest. So I, I put this on our Facebook page uh, for those of you that follow that. We have the current athletic director at Kansas Wesleyan University here in, in Salina, Steve Wilson. So he's going to, we want to talk about some things about some what's going on at Wesleyan and, and how some of the COVID stuff has, has, affected, uh, has affected Wesleyan specifically from an athletic department standpoint. So Steve, welcome to the podcast. So your guess, what? Four is that right, Phil? Number four. Number right. four. Well, so. Thanks for having me. That's a that's a very elite group.
2: Uh, four is an elite number, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: I was number four. There you go. And I have four kids.
2: Huh. Four is the big. It was Terrence the, Newman's
1: number, the man right? that's it the was. man that brought the first ever Commissioner's Cup to Salina, Kansas?
0: Yep. Right? Yeah, right we're gonna get into us. that for sure. Yep. So, so Steve, let's start off. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of. Where you grew up, uh, you know your your history, I guess, and how you ended up at Kansas Wesleyan. Yeah, so so I'm a Salina guy. Graduated from uh, Salina Central in
2: 1999. So I'll, I'll get some darts thrown at me on this side of town, but that's okay. I live on this side of town now. So um, my my daughter will grow up a Cougar. Um, went away to K State to school. Um, worked for a brief time um, after college for KSAL here. Uh, did some. Uh, advertising sales. I wanted to be a play-by-play guy. I wanted to be the next Chris Allison. We're going to make Chris listen to this. Absolutely. Um, wanted to be the next the next uh, Chris Allison, Dave Rigard, Pat Strothman, whatever it is. I wanted to be a play-by-play guy. Um, figured out really quick that, that I'm not sharp enough to describe a game the right way on the air. So uh, started doing some work for the sports information office, actually at Kansas Wesleyan. And I was, I'm probably one of the only ADs in the country that was a free intern at one point. Um, in the department that I'm now the AD for. So um, David Toley, our, our current sports information director, gave me my start shortly after I got hired at Texas State and um, spent two really good years in a really good town, San Marcos, Texas. Uh, went to the NAI national office um, and then landed at Park University for, gosh, 12 years. Um, spent some good years in Parkville, Missouri, and then went down to start a campus in Gilbert, Arizona. So. Um,
0: Yep. There it is. We're going to get into that too. So well, let's. Uh, what we're going to do now that Steve's been introduced and you guys have a little bit of background, he's going to join us on some of this conversation. And uh, we, we've got a few uh, things we want to take, take care of first, and then we'll, we'll start asking some questions to Steve so you guys can, can find out a little bit about what's going on there. So let's start with the story of the week. It's one of our more popular segments of the podcast. Philip, what do you have for us this week?
1: Hey, I'm, mine's just the, the price of wool. The crashing price of oil over the last week. Imagine uh, that from the, an okie. Yeah, the price the, of oil. The thing that's uh, killing Oklahoma's economy right now more than the coronavirus could possibly be the price of oil. And anytime it goes to negative thirty-five dollars a barrel, uh, that's that's low. Uh, and I, I, I've heard people in Oklahoma getting gas for ninety cents. I was at the lake last weekend and on my boat paid a dollar twenty-nine a gallon on on a lake. Now that is completely yeah. unheard of because the normal price at the lake is about four and a half a gallon yeah dollar 29 a gallon and i i took a stick with me and tried to pack as much of it as i could in there but uh (laughs) that that was uh, it's unbelievable to be that low and i'm in a way it's affecting people you know like my brother works in the oil field uh the oil field the department basically he puts away oil wells and they're they're down from 50 rigs down to like two rigs working a lot of people getting laid off and, and the fear of him, you know, of possibly uh, having the chance of being furloughed or laid off or something without yep. the prices coming back up. Now, they did rebound a little bit, but still I haven't told the story on here yet, but I did put it on my personal Facebook. I, I had 90 cents off on uh, my Dylan's card last week. Went to – Went to Abilene and gas was a dollar thirty three a gallon. I had ninety cents off. I paid forty three cents a gallon for a full tank of gas. It cost me thirteen bucks for a full tank of gas. Yeah, well, cheaper than I ever paid when I was in high school or anything. <laughs> yeah, I never thought I'd see below
0: two dollars a gallon, and and that's nice at the no, and pump. No, it's a bad thing. But it is very bad for the entire economy. Obviously, you know, having some personal experience with working in Oklahoma and selling to to people in Oklahoma, that's. Uh, that's a huge hit i'm sure texas is the same way obviously from an economy standpoint but even across the country gas this low is not oil prices being this low while it's nice when you put that credit card in the pump it is not good for the economy at all
1: no and us not being able to go anywhere hurts it yeah covid's another feeder of it people aren't flying airplanes people aren't driving anywhere people are sitting at home and and then of course with the countries of Russia and who Saudi Arabia fighting over how much they can produce every day <laughs> um and i guess there's no way to stop those people they're going to nope. try to put it's, they're, they're gonna trying to put it. american all owners out of business yep and in my mind and i'm not smart enough to know how you do this but i would shut the borders to that stuff if our oil reserves are full now shut the borders don't bring any more oil from Russia or Saudi Arabia or anywhere else but I guess you can't just snap your fingers and do that, but that would be my idea if, I, if they were letting me have ideas.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. You probably understand more of the oil business growing up in Oklahoma than I do, but we were talking earlier about I was reading about a, a, a super tanker that was on its way to the United States with hundreds of millions of barrels of oil on it that was supposed to port sometime this week, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, can you just leave it? there and not you can leave it setting it? <laughs> but but
1: there's nowhere to put it right now right that's the like i was saying in cushing oklahoma the the you know it's one of the bi- largest places in america that stores oil. more it's oil full.
0: tanks than people in yeah, the town of cushing it's, it's
1: full uh there was a time i remember when i was a kid and and i'm a little bit older than you guys so the mid-70s sorta Um, we had this major fear around america that we we're just out of oil. yeah there's no more oil to be produced we're gonna have to go back to steam engines and everything else It goes to show that there must be enough oil under the ground that there's just still oceans of it. But during the embargo back in 73, whenever the OPEC uh, Arabian people put an embargo and wouldn't send it over to us, thanks to, I think, a little bit of a fight with uh, us protecting Israel so they wouldn't send the gas oil over. Well, it did open up people like my father-in-law to go out and start finding oil in America and and, – so now I think I think America could be
0: energy dependent if we just do it. Yep. Well, they, there's huge reserves that they keep saying they haven't even tapped yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, my story of the week is a lot shorter than that. Probably not going to be much of a discussion, but more of a can you actually believe that this story is legit? <laughs> and originally, my story of the week I've been holding on to this for about three podcasts because I really want to get in. And I thought this would be a good one with Steve here, but I want to get into the lawsuit between KU's athletic department and David oh, Beatty, gosh. and why KU won't just pay the guy to shut his mouth and disappear and not risk getting into trouble. However, I saw this story in the paper this morning here in, in the. They've Slider got Journal. too
1: many already on the payroll that
0: they're paying. I off think still. I think they're only down to two now. So <laughs> and this one they're not paying. So maybe yeah. only one. But I saw this story in the Slana Journal today, and I, and I had to. Not that I think the Salina Journal would, would print a story that wasn't true, because, I mean, as we talked about, they get a lot of them from the Associated Press. But right. I really had to go do some digging to see if this was legit. And, and I've seen this now on more than one, from more than one source, so I'm going to say it's legit. But uh, my story of the week is that in Europe, they're having issues with people burning 5G cell phone towers. The reason that people are doing this, there's a popular belief in Europe that the new 5G mobile networks and the coronavirus are linked together. So they think that wireless communic I mean, and and there has been studies that wireless communications have posed a threat for some time to your health. But they're saying that the global spread of this virus um, at the same time that the coronavirus is spreading is linked. And they're literally... In Britain, I think over the last couple of weeks, they burned like 50 towers. I think in the Netherlands, they've burned like... 15 or 16 or something like that because they think it's it's linked to the coronavirus and burning them is going to stop the spread of the virus How, what do you think about that i think the vi- the virus just flying through the air like you remember when did you ever watch uh, Willy
1: wonka in the chocolate factory remember when they was the a little boy <laughs> <laughs> broke into little yeah, bitty pieces yeah. and then came back out maybe that's what they think's going on you get broke into pieces and transformed from one in- area to the other i think they're it's just a group of nuts, like everywhere they've got them. You may have gave somebody the idea here.
0: <laughs> I, I I read that and I couldn't believe That's it. So, ridiculous. well, we're gonna we're gonna have a, one more conversation here, and then we'll get into into the questions for Steve. But uh, I want to talk about. We talked a little bit two weeks ago about some of the things that that we're seeing with the coronavirus, some good things that are coming out of it, um, and and one of the things I want to talk about, and I might have touched on this a little bit, is. Some of the free stuff that we have access to now that we didn't get. So, your household, are you guys catching up on any TV shows, doing oh, any <clears throat> anything like that? During, you know, during your downtime, we've probably seen more Netflix. We, of course, we,
2: you know, we had to catch the craze and watch some Tiger King. Oh yeah, who, yeah. who didn't? Um, my my daughter is is addicted to Disney Plus, Plus. Um, and of course, we're home with her during the day. And <laughs> and this is this is bad parent moment. But when both of us need to be tied to the phone or, or tied to the computer. It's, it's yep. Hey Finley. Um, really awesome video that is going to run for three hours. <laughs> no, it won't go that long, but,
0: um, yeah,
2: it's, it's tempting to put it. How of many TV. times
0: have you watched frozen in the last um, one? <laughs> I, if I never have to watch
2: frozen or hear the, uh, the, the little microphone that my, if, if my sister-in-law listens to this, thanks for buying her that microphone. <laughs> um, because it plays songs that are, uh,
0: I, I, I know every word to let it go from, you know, for, for the rest of my life unfortunately so so it sounds like then you were probably watching the disney sing-along that was on tv last monday sunday whenever that was they were i caught something else on
2: on netflix and i I can't remember what i might have even just been binge watching parks and rec or the office the old standbys but um i did not watch it but i know they watched it out in the front
0: room did you watch the sing-along no. Okay. Well. Th- no,
1: but I did binge watch The Office four times and Parks and Rec just like he did. Yep. And I caught up on something. Go ahead. You can say something. No. Go there. for it. I. He, he he brought my to my attention a minute ago, and he said he wanted to be a play by play guy, and had dreams of being a play by play guy. I've been watching a lot of, uh, ESPN old classic games, old classic. Well, they brought uh, your guy that you get your picks from, Colin.
0: Oh, Cowherd. Cowherd. Damn, <laughs> Cowherd. you just let my secret go, okay. Phil. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: where he gets all of his picks from during football season. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, the uh, Cowherd had Al Michaels on. And Al Michaels started talking about all the things that he's done play-by-play over his life. Of course, he's done Super Bowls. He's done uh, college football. He's done uh, th- game after game after game. Did you have a person that you thought, man, a play-by-play? And I listened to Al Michaels, and I thought, in my mind, he might be the best. He he actually did like the Hearns uh, Hagler fight, the greatest fight ever. So he's done football, basketball, baseball, yeah, the whole thing.
2: Oh, uh, which- the, the guy that I wanted to emulate, and of course I, I grew up a, a, a K State guy. I wanted to I wanted to emulate Mitch Holtus. Oh yeah, everybody does. And but the the thing that folks don't know about Mitch is that every game that he comes to, um, pick the thickest dictionary or Bible or whatever it is that you want, but that guy brings that much prep material to every really? game and uses every stitch of it. He does. Um the, the guy's in,
0: he's he's incredible. Greg Sharp's incredible. Um that's that's funny that you mentioned those two names because uh, Tim Fitzgerald has a podcast that he's started here the last couple of weeks and he just had Greg Sharp on there yeah. and I just listened to that one he's, yesterday. He's he's, great. he's now the play by play for Nebraska But he was at K-State before they got caught up in a deal with the radio station and who was doing what. And so he ended up kind of getting flushed out there and went up to Nebraska, which I think he said his wife or maybe his mother. Somebody graduated from Nebraska. So he had some roots there. But when I was a kid, K-State was not on TV. We always listened to it on the radio. I grew up listening to Mitch Holtis. And he was on... I don't know. I listened to a lot of K-State podcasts. He was on one of the K-State podcasts. And he's talking about guys from 1930s that played at yeah. K-State. Like, he's just rattling this stuff off like nothing. It so, was amazing.
2: So we listen to a lot of a lot of K-State football. Um, a lot of times my, my dad, my f- folks that, that know this from Wesleyan know that my dad's been on the chain crew at Wesleyan for 35 years, something wow. like that. Um, so he's one of the, the guys that stands on the visiting sideline and, you know, runs the I, – I, one of the one of the posts but um so i spent a lot of a lot of years in my youth at, at wesleyan games and then we'd get in the car and either go to k-state or we just would, would have the game on so i was listening to those guys but i was also in kind of on the ground floor of wesleyan football being on the radio um chris was the first uh voice of the coyotes and then and then dave Rigger and i did some sidelines with them when i was in
0: college and um just kind of to be around them and, and to hang out around them so yeah i got um, to know chris pretty well when he was in town i yeah. really Really liked him. He did. He was also one of the. He was a sideline reporter for K State for yeah. a while before. Yeah. Now he's what on ESPN radio out in North. So America? actually, I believe he's back in Wichita. Oh, I think really? He just moved okay. back to Wichita. I did yeah. not know that. So, yeah. so he
2: can get mad if I just if I if I outed that and shouldn't have. But oh. no, it's on Facebook. It's there. <laughs> okay. I saw it. It's Facebook official. It's Facebook he's official. In he's in Wichita. Yeah. So well, well
0: I grew up a Bob Berry senior guy. <laughs> <laughs> so there was I. W- it was interesting when he was when when Fitz was talking to uh to Greg Sharp cuz they were talking about going to a rival but a lot of things helped that transition number 1 being that Nebraska left shortly after he went to Nebraska and some of those kind of things. But they were talking, and you probably know who I'm talking about. I didn't catch the name. But apparently there was a radio guy that was at both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State at different times, kind of went back and forth. The, the, the Bob Berry. Was oh, that who it was? Bob Berry okay. started
1: back in the 60s and 70s. He was at Oklahoma State, and then he switched to Oklahoma. That'd be tough. He was a sports broadcaster, like on Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 4. Gotcha. And then his son I know his son, radio, yeah. and his son, yeah. his son since had a – Hit by on a motorcycle yep. and was killed a few yep. years back, but he was fun to listen to on the radio for a lot of years.
2: That'd be like they'd be like Harry Carey going Cardinals to Cubs or Steve yeah. Stone and going uh, Cubs yeah, to White Sox, tough. and Harry yeah, Carey did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So be hard. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things that we've been, I've been doing, I should say, not we, but uh, uh, there's a lot of free stuff out there right now that typically are is paid stuff for the next 30, 60 days. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk a lot about food on this podcast. And so there's a, a, a website and a magazine that I do. It's called Milk Street Cooking. A lot of really good recipes. Uh, but they have a whole, all their videos and recipes that are typically behind a paywall are all free right now. So a lot of really good videos teaching some cooking skills, things like that. I don't remember if I talked about this. I talked about WWE Network last Two weeks ago on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, it was free. Yep, yeah, free so I made weeks. my daughter watch Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant.
1: You did mention a couple weeks ago so if we're going to talk about cooking for one second. I want you to run through this quickly. I had multiple people ask me about you cooking steaks in boiling water and how they come out <laughs> and exactly how that process works. Okay. Just run through it real okay. quickly. Those guys don't want to have to go back to podcast 13. Okay. Here it is for you guys that asked me how to do this. Kevin's
0: going to give you the rundown real yep. quick. And, and I'll post a link to a video of some sort because I'm sure there's videos out there. But the, the technique is called sous vide, which stands for under pressure. Basically, what you do is you take the steak and you vacuum seal it in a bag. That's the trick. You can do, they call it water displacement, where if you slowly drop it down the water, it'll push the air out and then you seal it. So you can do that if you have to, but it's better to be vacuum sealed. And then you have to – there's a device you have to get. They're typically between $30 and $150, depending on which one you get. But it circulates the water, heats the water, and keeps that water at a constant temperature. So that's basically all there is you get a big tub, you fill it with water, you put this device in there, set your temperature. I do 131 degrees. Once it gets up to 131 degrees, I drop that bag with the steak in there and let it go. usually takes about an hour or so, I but you can keep it in there for up to four. Which is why like i said a lot of restaurants do it because they can just pull that out when it, when somebody orders it and it's ready to go and then i got a big old plumber's torch with a, a fancy thing on the top but you could do it in a cast iron skillet really hot or something just to just get that crust on the outside that's that's all but there's
1: 131 to it. degrees would be medium you need to turn it up a little higher if you wanted it well done or yeah, down a little bit be, if you wanted it more it's, rare. We're correct. That's okay. correct.
0: Yep. I do 131 because 135 is perfect for me. All right. Hope so I you do 131. Got that. <laughs> I do 131, and then when I torch it, it's going to go up in temperature a little bit. So right. it gets cool. about 135. Does right. that does that satisfy your that request? That satisfies me anyway. Okay. Well, the other thing I was going to mention that uh, two other things real quick that I've 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 come across online that I thought were really cool. Uh, Traeger the the pellet grill also has some really good videos. They've been having some guys that do a lot of smoking videos and stuff like that, that come on there to do videos. I just watched one on brisket, and there's one tomorrow, I think, on ribs. That they're pretty good. Typically, those are behind a paywall. That I've that these guys get paid a lot of money to run these classes. Um, and then the other one that's this weekend, so hopefully I get this up in the next day so people can listen to it. But there's a big country music festival called Stagecoach yeah. for all our country music listeners out there. Yeah. You've probably heard of it. So that was supposed to happen this weekend, and that is not happening now because of the right. the social distancing. So on more things canceled. Yep, it's not going to get any better anytime soon.
1: As far as talking cooking, from have you turned into a cook, Steve, at your house since you know this or have you always
2: been? I'm, I'm always in charge of the grill, the inside stuff. My wife's a phenomenal cook. Um, I have no business being in the kitchen. So, uh, but but the nice weather the last couple of weeks, yep, everything's been cooked outside. Yep, that's what we've yep. said. Yeah. we've that's been we talking about.
0: Ninety percent of our meals have come right off yeah. the grill. So well, so this weekend on Sirius XM Radio, satellite radio is free until May fifteenth. You can stream it if you have a, a, a radio that's able to do so. But this weekend they're calling it Stage Couch instead of Stage Coach, so they're doing live performances from a lot of big country. The people that would have been there yeah. for the festival. Um, they're going to have it live And each one, each night There's about three or four And then they're going to Obviously keep replaying it Over and over But uh, if you get a chance You're a country music fan I think it's going to be Pretty good Stage I'm going to be couch. listening to that Stage couch
1: I've enjoyed that Some of that country music That's been on Facebook Like the Trish and Garth And of course They got the CBS there For an hour one night as well Yep But uh, the, several of them Have come on And do those free live shows For you And they're, they're a lot of fun To listen to just An acoustic
0: singers Yep so well let's get let's get into our guest here a little bit and let's yeah. start asking some questions. So 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 I haven't actually not known Steve very long. Um, we actually met through Ambux, which big surprise. Um, the running theme in this town. Yeah. Everyone meets through Ambux. As long at as, least as we say Ambux,
2: we don't get fined, that's right? That's absolutely I, well, right. I just did. So yep. nope, every every
0: podcast you gotta say at least <laughs> once so I don't get fined. So so that's actually how I met Steve. We've had breakfast together quite a few times. Um, and then kind of an interesting story that just uh, came up here a few weeks ago. So uh, back in, who would have been ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere around there, um, I met my wife over Thanksgiving break. We were both in town um, for Thanksgiving break from college. And I was getting ready to go out to a bar here in town with some of my friends and one of the one of our friends is a female, and she said, "Hey, I've got another friend who wanted to go out with us if we're going to go out, you mind if we go pick her up." And we said, "No." And so we went and picked her up. That ended up being Kelly, who I've now been married to for nineteen years. But the person that uh, was that was friends with Kelly that ha- went and picked her up to go out with us, um Sarah all of a sudden here a few weeks ago, Steve posts some pictures on Facebook from his coaching days (laughs) and Sarah's in that picture with him. And so I reached out to Steve. I'm like, Hey, what's your connection with Sarah? So I've known, I've known Sarah,
2: gosh, for since the high school days from the golf course. Um, those that I haven't, haven't talked about it, but, um, I, I lived at the Elks golf course when I was a, when I was a youngster and played a lot out there. And then, um, when I was coaching in Kansas city, I, Sarah, Sarah's a chiropractor in Kansas city. And I reached out to her and said, Hey, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of people in the golf world here, especially females. I was coaching women's golf. I, I needed a female assistant coach, somebody that, that the players could talk to, um, when there was something they didn't want to talk to me about, you know? Um, and, and we, we, we talked, we talked names and then she said, you know, why don't I just do it? And I said, I said, no way. You're a business owner. Like you don't have time. She goes, you don't know me very well, do you? So I do. And I know you'll make time. And, and it was, she, she was phenomenal as an assistant coach. She was, um, so, so we coached together The the picture that you saw was, um, I only, and, and my friends at park, I'm sorry, I did take one of the plaques with me, um, that we won. I only took one. Um, but it was from the, the Kansas Wesleyan invitational that we won. Um, Randy Bemis was the head coach. Then he, uh, has since passed and and um just is a legend at kansas westland a phenomenal human yep. being um i had to rip that plaque out of his hands because <laughs> we went at it a lot we were we were great friends great rivals we had some good um good competition but so so that pictures from then and, and yeah sarah and i've been friends for gosh a really long time and and you know she likes to remind me quite often that i out kicked my coverage when i married my wife so um she she's she's the, the constant reminder for that
0: yeah well and and i've known sarah since since high school as well obviously she was friends with kelly but uh i, I did play some golf in high school as well so i knew her from you know golf yeah. and stuff like that um and then her husband greg now is was, was in kelly and i's class in high yeah. school so no know, know both of them pretty well yeah. so well let's let's jump into it i'll 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 do first question then i'll let All you right. go from there so um, I you know first question for you Steve let's let's start at the beginning what brought you what was it about the Wesleyan job that that made you come back here and take that job from where you were before
2: well and and I think the the Am bucks that are listening are going to know Mike Herman right so so yep. Mike Herman is a, a a guy who left that job truly better than he found it absolutely
0: um, that was my next question my, so we're just going to combine these Mike two. is a Mike's <laughs> a guy who
2: left the job great but but you know I've 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 always um, we had bought a house in Arizona. We weren't, weren't planning to go anywhere. I, I left, left it with, with one job that if it came open, um, I said, you've, you with my wife, I said, you've, you've got to, um, you know, we're, we're going for this one. If it comes open, it's Kansas Wesleyan. And she said, okay, that's you know fair hometown. Um, I grew up a three quarters of a mile from campus and, um, lo and behold, two months into owning that house in Arizona, it, it, it comes open and, uh, <laughs> um, it always works, you know, uh, but, but, if I wasn't sold already, I came to campus and, um, was, was a treated extremely well by the staff and by president Thompson. And then as I got to know president Thompson, Matt Thompson, our, our, uh, uh, president there, it, it's, it's a place that, um, there's not many like it in small college athletics, the, the culture of, of winning and excellence. It's just, you don't even, you don't even talk about it. It's just expected. Yep. Um, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to treat people right. And it's just, it's one of those. I'm probably one of the only. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. That's not true. But um, <clears throat> I might be one of the only people that's at an NAI school that says this feels like a power five job to me. So mm-hmm. It's in my hometown. and It's in a place I care about. Yep. You're. Uh, we got you on here. One of the reasons is because of the coronavirus. itself.
1: <laughs> and. Uh, your first cancellation would have been girls basketball uh, playing up and yeah. maybe up North where they yeah, north that's about, our, our women's basketball team was... Nebraska, the number
2: one ranked team in the country. You know, they had played the women's basketball team up there had played probably the most complete game that I'd seen. Yeah. Um, Mayville state is a very good team that we played. And the way, the way coach Ryan Showman had those, those, those women ready for that game. Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was something to watch. Uh, and then, you know, the night after we went to the Parade of Champions, and, and the vibe was a little different in the arena. You could tell that there was kind of something going on. I guess it was that night after we played. It feels like felt like two days because we played at eight in the morning. Um, so we went to dinner. We and then we saw we saw everything going on in the NBA. Um, we saw the 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 NBA shut down the season in a matter of minutes. Um, and then dominoes just kept falling. And then the next day, um, I got back on the road started heading back and, and got a text from, from the AD at, at Avila University. They had just pulled his team off off the court and and let them know uh, that the tournament had been canceled. And, and so it was a surreal kind of 48 hours. Spent a lot of time on the phone on the way back talking about what we were going to do. Um, you know, the NAI obviously later on ended up canceling all all championships, granting the, the, the season back to the spring athletes. And, and it was, you know, those – whatever you want to call it, 72 hours to a week were um, they were bizarre. They were uh, fast moving and, and you, you couldn't predict the next, the next action. The kids
1: like. themselves, you used to see major upset on these kids' it was, faces. It was and hard and,
2: and I wasn't there and, and I, I had already started to head back because, because I'd been told what was happening. I was trying to get back to, to talk with the other coaches and things like that, but, um, you know, we had a nice reception for, for the women's basketball team when they came back. The bus unloaded and um, saw some smiles on faces. But, but yeah, it was um, – that team had a shot at the number one team in the country. And, and um, I can say it because the game never got played, but I honest to God, I believe we were going to win that game the next yeah. day. And, and that team was going to the Fab Four. We can't call it the Final Four in the NAI, but I just <laughs> did. Um, that team was going to the Fab Four. They were, um, you know – just, just the way that they had played and so that, that was a tough way to they didn't get
0: to end it on their terms right so did you have to talk to any of the students or did the coaches pretty much do all that
2: the coaches did it I had the opportunity to talk to to a few of them um, the, the the neat thing about our coaches is that uh, they are they are the primary caretaker for those students so so they were the right people okay. to be talking the the unfortunate thing is that that a lot of f- our students were were gone. They were gone on spring break. If you weren't still an active team, we were on spring break when all that that went down. Yeah. So um <clears throat> our baseball team was here and our, our Bill Neal, our baseball coach is uh probably handled it as as good as I've seen anyone handle it. His team has just gotten done beating Oklahoma Wesleyan 2 of 3. They were nationally ranked. You know, that team's trending upward and um had all, had last- all of his
1: the last game that the boys got to play lost on a walk-off in the seventh. Yeah. In and of all places, Goodwill, Oklahoma. Yeah, his, How would you like to have your last game of your whole life played in Goodwill, Oklahoma? His,
2: his guys, though, um, they were all there when the women's basketball team got back. Good. So, um, just just the, the, the way we take care of each other in our department is pretty, pretty fun.
1: I we, We've talked about here because I'm a baseball guy and he's softball. We feel about as sorry for them senior baseball yeah. boys as anybody that we can fill up for in any yeah. of this situation. And a, and a few
2: of them do get to come back and they, they get to start a master's degree um, if they want to start an NBA with us and um, play a little baseball. All the seniors get their year back. They so do. They get to, be, get to be seniors again and, and get to play that season. But, um, you know, a lot of people were were on a very high high that this is their their senior year and, and to have that cut short was was, yep. was sad
0: and and i know i guess uh so we used to do the host program with mm-hmm. some of the women's soccer players so i i know about the should i say lack of situations and rules as far as what you can give oh, them and those kind of things sure. but from a scholarship standpoint obviously Division One, Power Five, those kind of—they have rules where there's only certain scholarships, the mm-hmm. amount of scholarships you can do a year. Do you guys have any limitations on that, or does this affect we do. those at all?
2: We do, and this this will not, um, this this shouldn't affect it too much. Uh, we have uh, we in the NAI, we we've got limits per team, and and we do have to um, we do have to look at those and make sure that that everything's in line. But everything I've looked at with with folks coming back and um, is that we're still. Uh, we're still
0: well in line with compliance so you don't have like each year you can i mean i know you have a limit as far as the team goes but it's you don't have a limit each year so
2: so in the ncaa you've you've got basketball which is a headcount sport right where you can you can give a certain number baseball is an equivalency sport you can give the equivalent of x gotcha. number of scholarships yep. every sport in the nai is an equivalency okay
1: so yeah. you still feel like you can bring in the same group of freshmen that you're going to bring in even if five yeah. or six seniors stay and come yeah. back next yeah, year, yeah,
2: just we're we're just gonna have a lot of what, red shirts. What we hope is year. big rosters and, yeah. and
0: and lots of talented people vying for spots. Right, yeah. So I guess going back to the coaches at Wesleyan, because this has always been interesting to me. Um, now that you know, to your point, and and I do I want to give a shout out to Mike as well because mm-hmm. the the athletic programs across the board were so much better when he left than when he got there. And he hired some pretty darn good coaches mm-hmm. while he was there. Some of them still there, some of them have moved on, obviously. Here here's the the interesting dynamic to Wesleyan that that I want to ask you about how you handle this. And that is you obviously want the programs to do well. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody doesn't want the program to do well. But with that said, typically, unless it's somebody who's just wants to stay here, once they get that that start the, the program starts winning and, and they get that, that uh, momentum, I guess, if you will, typically they go on somewhere else. Yeah. It's usually the coaches for the most part that stick around for a long time because they maybe have one good year out of every four or five type of thing. So I, I guess how do, how do you handle that that revolving door because the, you want the program to do well, but that means you're going to lose those coaches and, and you're going to have to replace them
2: yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll speak to the first part where where, where Mike left it better. Um, part of that is is the current leadership at our university investing in athletics and, and realizing how important it is to create that model kind of an AI program, but you're right, when folks win, they're going to have opportunities um, and and I think. What you have to rely on is the the, the culture that's been created that you're going to find somebody who fits that culture. You look up and down our halls, we've got a lot of people who are first-time head coaches or it's their yep. second head coaching stop. Yep. But what they are is they're a person that fits the culture. They, they fit the culture. They care about the kids. They get the mission of the university. They get that, that we're not um, – you know we're 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 not taking folks to play a basketball game in front of a hundred thousand at the Superdome. Right. It's just not happening, but what they can do is they can give them an experience and and have these people once they get to the graduation line um ready to go and If you look up and down our hallways um that's the kind of coaches we have i, I look um you know down let's i'll this one's fresh in my head because on KSAL there was a game from twenty fifteen uh, <laughs> being saw them played right some now of those, yeah um You look at the success that the program had under, under Matt Drinkle. And then you look at Myers Hendrickson, first head coaching job. Now got an unfair advantage. His dad is, is a heck of a head coach and, and was a coach. But, um, Myers is a guy that, that if you walked in and you were a stranger to the program and you didn't know any of the history and you, you spent five minutes with Myers, um, runs a tight ship. He's, he's a guy who believes in discipline and respect and, um, feels like a veteran coach. And I think that's, that's what we've got. So, um then it's my job that if anybody does get that great opportunity and and moves on that i've got to find
0: the next um the next culture fit yep Yep. well it's interesting and i don't know if you know this and he can talk to a little bit but uh uh, when when miles came to ambux to speak and he brought Mm -hmm. his dad with him and they talked a little bit about his dad i had no idea the pedigree that his dad had i'm like holy crap yeah yeah. He's done a lot. And, you know, and,
2: and I, I and knows a lot of people, <laughs> I say all that. And, and anybody that watched the, the playoffs knows that, that on the halftime interview, I was asked by the guy who interviewed me, um, you know, what if Myers gets another, another opportunity. And my answer to that was um, every single one of these head coaches, I want them to be the job, yep. this, this to be the job they end their career in um, because, because they're all that good. Now yep. we know there are going to be opportunities. Right. I just don't want to think about it.
0: Right. So so you don't walk around <laughs> with the the pot with the no. list of five candidates no. for every no. sport in case somebody No because <laughs> because
2: the way that our our staff is it's a family and I love every one of them to death and I I can't imagine life at Kansas Wesleyan without each and every one of them right now. Your know, unique story about Kansas Wesleyan
1: you're talking about you uh did you you watch a kid or you had a kid what'd you call that program?
0: Uh, we were a host family, a host, host family. program. Okay. And that's I a really not, cool thing. Yeah.
1: I never was a host family, but I knew the kids on the basketball team at the time. Uh, one of the girls from Southeast to was playing out there. And so I got to meet a bunch of the girls on the team. And we had little kids at the time when we started babysitting. Mm-hmm. She started babysitting for us. A girl named Daniel, Daniel Ekno hmm. played basketball at King Wesleyan. And, uh, um, she became really good friends with our family moved back to California after she graduated with her teaching degree, teaching out there in the Chino Hills area. But her uh, boyfriend that she met here also never knew each other in California, met here, he was a football player named Anthony Luna. Hmm. He played football at Kansas Wesleyan. We went back to their wedding this past summer. And uh, so two kids, and you know, and they had a whole Kansas Wesleyan family there in Orange County getting married, and, and yep. a big part of There's their whole of story is – yeah. we met at Kansas Westland mm-hmm. two great kids great families and everything else and and I'll think boy what what a wide reaching finger we have out in yeah. out there in California yep
2: and we we do have a lot of a lot of athletes that come to us from California but the the, the, the neat thing is to see everyone come from around the country and some from here um, to be on a campus of, of 600 700 800 is a lot different than being on a campus of 22,000 where mm-hmm. you know, any one of us that went to a big state school, we walked by people we probably never saw again. Um, It's a, it's, it's a small town feel, but, but everybody's rowing in the same direction um, because there are so many folks that are involved in activities and um, you know, our, our university doesn't shy away from it. Our, our, you know, one of the, one of the things we live by is the power of and so, so every one of those students that not everyone, but you know, most students that are on campus are involved in some sort of activity. Right. Uh, that that they're excelling in. Yep.
1: Well, how excited will Kansas Wesleyan be next? uh What is about ten days from now? In the NFL draft comes up. If Eli Smith's name gets called, he's got, called.
0: A, chance. He's got so, a chance. So he's he's a good kid. So yeah. I actually did not. I got to know him just recently. His wife was my daughter's club volleyball coach, Briley and so he used to come to a lot of the tournaments. And, and I'm kind of an outgoing guy, so I started chatting with him, and it got to the point where he sat with me on quite a few of those tournaments. We just sit yeah. there and chat. I had no idea. Did I mean, he's talking look up at him. I, Oh yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, when you, when you walk into a, when you walk down a hallway or you walk into a stadium and you look at a guy who's got it, yeah. you know, the, 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 yeah, he he looks like an NFL well, guy. Well,
0: I feel like a jerk because so when he first told me, he's uh, yeah, I was asking him what you're doing. You know, now you're done with school and all that kind of stuff. So he's – yeah, I'm you know trying to stay in shape and trying to you know hopefully do something with football. You know, past college, and I'm giving him crap about playing for the Liberty. Oh. <laughs> I had no idea that he's legitimately has a shot to be yeah. drafted yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Yep. So I felt And probably it would be a free agent <laughs> Man, uh, it wasn't, pickup if he did not well, draft you, you Talk about the Liberty.
2: Wasn't that a bummer, though? We had three guys. that. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I'd love to see Johnny Photo yep. wing the football around the oh, Tony's yeah. Pizza events. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah.
0: yeah. That's yeah. what
2: I said. And, with
1: but, those three guys, are those three guys still in town that were signed with? You uh, know,
2: they're they're – they're in different places and I am not sure yeah, um, yeah. If, they're, if they're I know that two not. of the
1: boys are from California and Johnny's yeah. from Colorado. Colorado. I think and, I think
2: there was some waiting to see what was going to happen with the yeah. season and right. and there's you know there's still that glimmer of hope out there that, that it, it could still happen. So
0: yeah. yeah, I wanna get to that in just a second. But I was gonna tell a story real quick too about you were talking about the, the people you know that they got married. So one of, our, uh, one of our gals, so we hosted, over the course of a few years, we hosted four. And uh, Blake was the coach at the time when, when, we were, when we were in the host program. And I guess that last year, Kat was the coach. But um, what was funny was, we, Blake and I had a little running joke because we had two freshmen. And after that first year, one of those freshmen left. Well, then we picked up two girls that next year, so we had a total of three. And then one of them left, and then the other one left. It was, they kept leaving, and he was blaming me for it. He's like, what are you doing? That all my girls keep leaving. We were kind of joking around. But one of them ended up sticking around, and, and she played quite a, quite a bit. And uh, she st- actually stayed with us a summer and took care of Morgan when she was younger. And uh, Morgan and her got to be pretty close. She was supposed to get married. Her, she married uh, or is marrying a Kansas wrestling baseball player. Hmm. And uh, they were supposed to have their wedding at the end of May. And we just got word today that they're they're gonna they're still gonna have a, a ceremony, but they're gonna do a little reception type thing early next year. We but, have a lot
1: of weddings being backed up just yeah, a little bit. I've yeah. I've had several kids in town that were gonna get married. The Wells girl is getting married, and hers
0: is backed up till August now. Yeah. Uh, There's gonna be a lot of weddings the, all at one time. Which, that's
1: that's <laughs> I, they don't want to get married by themselves. I don't no, imagine they're not no. like me and Lisa. We went and found the only place you don't have to have blood tests and got married. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it's interesting with Wesleyan, too, being a lifelong Salina person, and, and now being more involved in the community, I get this more, I am, every day I'm amazed at how many people I talk to that came to Salina because they played yep. sports at Wesleyan and couldn't wait to get out of Salina when they were done. You know, and one of the gals we hosted, Hannah, she's from basically a suburb of L.A., and i remember the first day when she got here she asked us where the closest in and out burger was and i said "Well, that's about a six hour <laughs> drive away you can go to denver you can go to dallas and she was just beside herself like it's a complete culture yeah. shock that people yeah. don't but realize then they, you know, many of them end up loving and it they insane. stay here and, yeah yep. they end up loving it. i, I know multiple... many people that have been here for 40 plus years and they came here and said as soon as i'm done with school i'm out of here and yeah. 40 years later they're still here
2: you know that 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 says a lot about this town though, the, yeah. the way this town celebrates or celebrates and, and supports Kansas Wesley and all of its successes. We, I can tell you, um, coming from a school that was in or two schools actually in major metropolitan areas, the support's not like that in the big city. And you know, we, we have, I, I like to tell people we have, um, three quarters of every amenity you could ever want. There's probably going to be something that you like that we don't have, but we've got something close to it. Um, and this town, you know, since, since you and I grew up in this town, um, it's changed a lot. There's yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot more, a lot more here, and and you know I think um, Salina sells itself, but then when people get here, um, they they see how much people care yeah. about Kansas Wesleyan.
1: I've got a very important question here. I Was going through the uh, spring sports, and uh, you know, just thinking about the kids that got canceled, but I saw one of them, and it said e sports. Get that question. I don't know a lot. if there's an e sports uh, degree. Uh, Scholarship or, yep. but tell oh, me yeah. what esports. You must is. have missed that
0: Am meeting when they talked. My no, idea, <laughs> <laughs> um, esports is
2: is something that if you, if you ask me to explain the games that they're playing, can't do it. But but it's fun to watch. That's all. That's but they all. are
1: set and playing video games. Yeah,
2: they, they are. Um, but they're they're not the the some of them are playing the the madden or the fifa or the you know whatever but but there's a lot of strategy involved they work a lot at it and i'll tell you what our coach that we've hired um it's a guy named jaron bell um and and jaron knows it's it's impressive to sit and talk esports with jaron and it's just like talking football with myers or or basketball with ryan or anthony um you know, Jaron will get he'll he'll get amped up about the the strategy and and what was fun was watching him come into the office the next day after they beat Miami of Ohio. Um, they beat Utah earlier, this, so they beat these Division one programs that. Um, and I read Miami not of Ohio many get to a do powerhouse. That. They are, yeah. So and when they beat them, not many, not many, not many coaches at, at the NAI level get to walk in and say that they thumped a, a Division one school, but but we get to do that.
1: Um, in that, is program. there scholarships in this? Too? There are, yeah. I yeah. just interviewed a kid who's off course now doing all this stuff online and he's he's working for us right now but he uh he came here specifically because bowling offered him a scholarship yeah. mm-hmm. and he said there's not very many places around I, and he's he's I, loved that's,
2: it. that's honestly that's one of the things that attracted me to this job was that we have sports like bowling we have sports like esports we've got golf teams that we treat but but we treat everyone just like they're playing at the Grace Family Sports Complex or maybe arena we yep. we um, no sport is, is really different in my eyes. Though. I, want, I want every one of those athletes to have the experience that um, makes them somebody who's hireable later on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This eSports thing is huge. I mean, there's, yeah. they're talking about having more money in, in tournaments here in a few years and Super Bowl, World Cup. and you know, I, Well, I think working. there's even
1: gambling on it that just it goes overboard the, on gambling,
2: millions of dollars to spend on it. To put it in perspective, the, the number of eyeballs on it and YouTube and Twitch – it's just ridiculous. just smokes yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's yeah. Not even close.
0: Yeah. So um, I I've had some conversations with uh, a couple of school districts in Tulsa and a certain university in Tulsa that are all customers of mine that they're putting in esports arenas mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to build some synergy so they can build a one big nice one and kind of all use it in the area. Hmm. Um, but they're they're going up to Power Five. Division one schools to to see what they've done, yeah. and obviously where I'm in, involved or interested in that is the technology that goes in behind all those screens and and all that kind of stuff. But Dell Technologies has a whole separate sales division just on esports yeah. Yeah. with yes. the panels and the computers that link everything together. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of money that's being spent on that. I, I think one
2: of the one of the most fun things about our coach Jaron is that, that if you talk to him and you talk about you know, talk about beating Miami of Ohio or, or whomever you pick a pick a school. that has got an esports program. It's doing it really well. Um, you yeah, ask him if he wants to emulate that, and his answer is no. I want to build this thing, and then I want to be the one that they all want to emulate. Yep. So, yep.
0: and he's got a chance to do it. Good. So, going back to the COVID nineteen and and repercussions and and things like that. I know that, like you mentioned, it, it's changing on mm-hmm. a daily basis, yeah. but. But where you guys are now, and looking at the 2021 academic year starting up in the fall, obviously there's nothing going on in the spring. Maybe some summer school type stuff. But what what do you guys see, or or what kind of conversations have you guys had about what next year is going to look sure. like?
2: Well, you certainly make separate sets of plans. You make contingency plans, but but you're um, you're selling your yourself and your student athletes short if you don't make full on plans to be ready to go when, when things are are supposed to start. And so that's our, that's our focus. We do, um, we discuss every day what this thing looks like and we, we pay attention to the curve and we pay attention to um, you know, when things are going to plateau and how, how we're doing in terms of, of all that. So, so we're, we're on it. Um, I think our president's council does a good job of keeping each other in, uh, in, in line in, um, you know, in the right frame of mind, frame of thought. But um, so there are, you know, you, you, you do have to think about other scenarios, but you plan for starting on time and, and okay. playing a full season. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's. In, I mean, that, you know, that's a uh, interesting planning, I guess, thinking about so many different options that you would have at this point that could yeah. potentially happen. Yeah, and I think,
2: I think the thing that we have to do is to, to not trap ourselves into all the news is about power five and, mm-hmm. and about, about the big boys. Well, they, they have a really hard time making a season go if they can't pack 50, 60, right. 70, 80,000 people in a stadium. Do I want to play in front of an empty crowd? No. I, I want I want 2,000-plus at Graves Family Sports Complex. But um, and, and we certainly like the ticket revenue, but that's not something that's going to prevent us from from – so if we were to have to play in front of an empty house – um i'd say that's better than zero yeah, um, yeah. well and that was interesting
0: yeah. you made that comment to me via email when we were exchanging some emails about this and that i never thought of and you made the comment that we're a little more equipped and it's a little easier yeah. for us to play in front of an empty stadium than yeah. a lot of the power fives. don't
2: don't take it as as i'm ever advocating right, that I, right. don't, I, I want the the did purple you, and gold faithful there
1: did you go to ku for advice on that
2: yeah. <laughs> we just jeff lost long. half of our uh, <laughs> half of our listeners you know you know i'm a uh, that I, was the meme going around this yeah, week I, I, went to, I went to i went to <laughs> to i went to k-state but um i actually follow i follow jeff long quite a bit and he's got a lot of good things to say there's an article on him out today and
0: i should have kept that as my story of the week <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so so he actually did a story there was a story on um you know, whether or not KU is, is dependent on, on football revenue and ticket revenue and things like that. But I think, you know, a lot of stories are out there that the FCS folks are, are maybe more equipped, better equipped to do this, division two, division three, NAI. Um, what we want ultimately is an experience for right. our, our students though. So we want those fans there. Yep. I think our students will tell you that okay, if my options are don't play or play in front of nobody, they wanna play the game. Right. But it won't have the same feel, no, um, and we want it to have that feel. Because anybody that was there during the playoffs, if you were there for that Baker game, um, even the McPherson game, man, was great. yeah, and, and McPherson brought a lot of a lot of their own fans to that game. Yeah. So um, we 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 appreciate that. Um, we we had fun with that, and uh, but yeah, any any of those K, those KCAC schools travel well, so those are you know that's fun to have the different colors in the stadium, and we we absolutely uh plan for and and you know you have to make your contingency plans but you want to be playing that the, the yep. full regular season.
0: Yep. All right. Well, that's all the questions we have. So, we're going to go to our final segment that we started doing with our guests. You're going to be the second one doing this. <laughs> um I still Nobody gave me any better ideas no, than what I already liked, had. I like so your question. I'm still gonna call He's this gonna segment. Quiz you a I just bit. quizzed my pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we got six questions, just uh, some fun, some a little more serious, just to have everybody get to know you a little better and us get to know you a little better and find out what, what you're all about. So question number one if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would it be and why?
2: Man, any three dad, well,
0: you know what? I'm going to I'm going to
2: pick the safe one. I'm going to pick my three grandparents who are are all in heaven right now. Um they they were people that taught me a lot about life and and um just folks that I wish I could have one more conversation
0: with. Yep. That was the easy safe answer. Safe one. Good job. <laughs> Again. <Yep>. Sorry,
2: Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey. <laughs> I get plenty of time with him later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would you pick for a
0: last meal?
2: Uh, I'm a big steak guy. So, so I, but I'm going to go, you know, my wife and I just bought a, um, or have a, uh, a, a side of beef in the freezer and I've decided I like ribeyes better than T-bones. So it's gotta be
0: a ribeye, yeah. ribeye and a baked potato. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's going to be a popular answer yeah. here in the middle of Kansas. Yeah. So Pepsi or Coke.
2: I I probably have to get rid of all of them but but I'm but I uh, I'm going to have to say that
0: Mahaska is a great sponsor of the oats, so Pepsi. there you go there you go <laughs> there you go oh yeah <laughs> All right. Well, they're they're a great sponsor of Big Brother's Big Sisters too. So I, would, <laughs> I, I prefer Coke, but I would pick uh, a Pepsi because hey, of the, that, They're so. a great sponsor of Express Employment. So They're uh, you know, <laughs> I'll go with Pepsi. Over over both of them though I'm and,
2: and Mahaska puts this one in our vending machines Pepper. too, but I'm a Dr yep. Pepper guy. Spent we're gonna so much get time in Texas. Every time.
0: You know, that was something that I didn't realize until I, when I worked for Coca-Cola that Dr Pepper is a brand by itself. Yeah. And then each each area has a different bottling company or or, or provider that, that provides that. Same thing with Mountain Dew. That's why in some areas you'll see mellow yellow from Coke, but some you won't, because in the areas that Coke distributes Mountain Dew, they won't have mellow yellow. Uh Mr. Pibbs is the same deal with Coke. That's their Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. But if in the areas where they distribute Dr. Pepper, they yeah. won't have Mr. Pibb. So yeah. interesting. There's there's quite a few of those. So what profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
2: What I like to attempt? Well, I already failed at play-by-play. So, um, you know, I, I tell people when I retire, I want to be a guy who just cuts grass. I like, I like, uh, I like my lawn. I like mowing. So someday I'm going to be a guy who just mows, and I don't know if I'll get paid for that or not. But that's
1: well, what there, there's always an opening out the golf course. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah, I'm, I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep, he was just there last week, and I saw him. Yeah, that's right. Okay, you're shipwrecked on an island. Your human needs, such as food and water, are taken care of. You don't have to worry about those. What two items would you want to have with you? Oh, man, dude. Are there any other
2: people there? Like I have to say my wife and kid, right? Mm Yep. Okay. I'd like to be able to go home. (laughs) So wife and kid. Okay. You're much
1: better at this than the last guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last question. If you could choose only one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's Worlds Apart by Journey. I don't like um, – what's the famous one by Journey? The, the uh, don't, is it don't? don't Stop Believing. I hate that song. So they have the worst <laughs> song and the best song in the history of the world.
0: <laughs> there's another Journey song that's pretty popular. There's a couple Jerry? of them, but
1: yeah. I think there's
0: a whole lot of them. Well, yeah. I'm number, like, really, book, really uh, popular. number two is Jukebox Hero, so either one of those two. Yeah, I'm good. Right. Either one of those. Well, that's all I got. Any any parting words that you would like to say before uh, we cut this off? No, I mean when we when we do start playing for real. Anybody that
2: listens to this, you want to take it to the game? Come find me. We'll we'll get you in for your first one. It'll
0: be fun. Anything you want to add before we shut nope. it down? Let's hope that the oil prices
1: go back up and get a few people working let's hope this covid gets over and gets even a few more people working so yeah you know i do want to
2: i do want to uh, say before before we part though i've got to i've got to give it to to the city of salina the way that we're we're supporting these businesses that are yep. um some of them are just hanging on but but anybody that can go out and and forego the meal at home and do takeout i, I think a lot of folks are doing yep. it and it's, it's yep. pretty cool to see i think it's a lot of people have been helping out with yeah. that and you talk yeah. to tony down there at uh, martinelli's and there's a lot
1: of people taking it going out at it's night. really fun well i just found out that. that the chicken wings at um longhorn steakhouse they got great chicken wings i didn't even know they, they were that good but had so go too to when go, we go there. yeah, yeah. i so didn't know they even had chicken wings. oh they're great uh and then, but but you know what the, the haircutting ladies. I mean, if you go see them in the next couple of weeks, tip them. Tip. They have missed out for the last. Uh, Probably deserve month. an N bucks fine for this. Yes. one, but I let
0: my wife have at it. Well, this is the third time he's brought this up. This podcast, he doesn't even have any hair. <laughs> yeah, but my wife's hair is turning gray. <laughs> yeah. She wants it colored. Oh, Kelly's right in now. the same boat. Yeah. She. I've been hearing about that for two weeks. So. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to episode 14. And, and thanks, Steve, for uh, coming on and, and joining us tonight. And uh, hopefully I'll get this up here in the next week or next week, next day or two. And and uh, look forward to uh, episode number 15 here in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Phillip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.